0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire.
1: Breaking news Terry Rozier.
2: He'll be the next starting point guard of the Charlotte Hornets. Step back, wide open, and it's good! Terry Rozier! Yeah!
1: All right, welcome into another Buzz Beat. This is Richie on this podcast. We are going to give you guys our reaction, our live reaction to the draft, the first 3 picks of the draft leading up to the selection of LaMelo Ball for the Charlotte Hornets. Also in this episode, you're going to hear clips from a media availability with Mitch Kupchak following the selection of LaMelo Ball and his thoughts on his fit within the roster and how they are going to move Uh, going forward with him, playing next to Devontae Graham, playing with this team, and how his style fits. So you'll hear from him after our live reaction. So let's get into the live Periscope show that we had on as the draft was taking place. All right, what's up everyone, what's up Hornets fans, NBA fans, it's NBA Draft Night and we are here to react to all the trades, all the rumors, all the draft picks here on Draft Night. Uh, We've got the full BuzzBeat crew here tonight with Spencer and Brian as always uh, on today's live stream here we're going to reveal our top five boards as well as a BPA that I just kind of averaged our rankings together as the draft goes along. Uh, we will also have Hornets draft trivia a little later. If there's a break in the action, we'll get to that. Uh, so for all of you guys in the chat right now, if you guys would like to participate, uh, we will claim a winner uh, of our trivia. I don't know what you win. Maybe just some pride there. So we wanted to thank you guys for watching uh, If you're or if you're listening a little bit later. Uh, we definitely appreciate the support. Over the past couple of weeks, guys, it just feels like there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors surrounding these top three picks. Go ahead, Brian.
2: I got a, I got a prize. Uh, whoever gets it right, okay, um, you get uh, to name three different prospects, and I'll uh, I'll give you as much uh, synergy information as you want. Oh, look at that! Seriously, yeah. that's give cool. Me, you, you get the, if you get the trivia oh. question right, so you get you get three prospects worth of synergy information.
1: Nice, nice. Well, like I was saying, these rumors have intensified as this draft has gotten closer and closer. Uh, Spencer, Brian, how are you guys doing? And first off, how should Hornets fans feel tonight? That's the real question.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, nervous. Nervous. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I'm certainly nervous about what's going to happen here. Uh, um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. A lot of information out there. Um, I think that, you know, obviously we'll find out soon what it's all about. I, I have heard. Um, since I know I tweeted it out, I better go ahead and. Just put it out there. Now I have heard that the Lamelo Ball. Well, let me back up. That trading up to number one for Minnesota with Minnesota uh, and targeting Lamelo Ball. That that is not true. Um, I I trust the source. We'll see what happens. I think that there's still a great chance if Ball fell to three uh, that the Hornets would still take him. But look, there's a lot of stuff out there flying right now. So I, I. I can't remember a draft like this BG where I just really have no clue who the Hornets are taking. Yeah. <laughs> and they're no, drafting third.
2: Yeah. And we've had, you know, a, over a year to prepare for it too. Um, right, I'm right. just excited. It's finally here. I mean, for a long time, we didn't even know when this draft was even going to take place probably two months ago two two new two and a half months ago that, you know, date wasn't set. And even then it was still up in the air until semi recently. Um, and it feels like – I mean, can you um, – do you guys remember the night the Hornets moved up to third in the lottery? Like, that was yeah. three months ago, over. Wow. That's um, crazy. It's just wow. crazy. The yeah. I mean, this coming at towards the tail end of this really wacky season, uh, a year for, you know, America, the world, basketball, the Hornets, et cetera. Um, I'm glad it's finally here. And uh should be a fun draft night. I mean, maybe a little nerve-wracking, but the Hornets have – they have three good picks, man. They have three picks, two really good ones, including a top three selection. Um, there's been a lot of smoke that, uh, that we've, that people have had to sift through this week and including, you know, trade rumors with Westbrook trading up for the number one pick or not. But, um, yeah, knock on wood. It seems like the Hornets are just gonna, um, just, you know, sit in at three and take, you know, whoever, whoever falls to them there, which I think is a, very good strategy but even today's been just wacky with nba news in general you've got the clay thompson um, uh injury information how much time is he gonna miss now the the bogdanovich signing trade between sacramento oh that's a mess uh, that <laughs> i mean was and wasn't um so yeah i mean it could be nervous perhaps uh for the hornets tonight a little bit but Um, there's some other teams that are, that are sitting in a little more traffic than, than perhaps Charlotte is with three picks. And, um, you know clean, clean books uh, going ahead here. Let, let yeah. me get
1: to that proposed trade, Spencer. I know you say that it's not happening, but let, let's just say it were happening miles plus three for the number one pick. If, if that did actually take place and it went down and, and we traded up to take whoever, Lamella Ball, whomever, mm-hmm. uh, how what would your feeling be on that? Because to me, uh, this is the type of draft that I've, I've kind of commented on before. I don't think you are trading up in this draft. I think you either stand pat or you trade down. And if you want LaMelo Ball, I I think you just kind of call Minnesota's bluff and hope that he falls to three if that is your guy. But it seems like you're more open to that idea if you like that player, right? So you're you're (laughs) saying that that actual trade isn't that bad. It's fair.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's just like a... A philosophical, of like an approach opinion of mine. Like, do I think Lamelo Ball is the guy you should give up anything for and trade up? Even if it, I, no, I don't think that's the guy you should trade up for. Right. But if it's Miles Bridges in a swap pick of the top three, like that's not, in my opinion, not that expensive. Uh, of a deal for charlotte if you know lamello ball is your guy mm-hmm. i just obviously like i tweeted out earlier I, I just i threw on chad ford's 10 minute pod it's what he led with mm-hmm. um i tweeted it out because i thought okay he's leading with this he says it's quote unquote the hottest rumor in the league right now like this guy's been in the league as the sources as long as anybody covering the draft us left you know so and then that gained some traction then is when i learned that for my sources, no, 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 no that, that's not true. So I mean, who knows what to believe? But to answer your question, Richie, I, I, if you think Lamelo Ball is your guy, you've exhausted all of your draft resources. We know the Hornets traveled overseas to see these guys before the pandemic started. Like, if you did all your due diligence mm-hmm. and you get in the room together and you have the conversation, and everyone comes to the conclusion this is our guy, then I don't think Miles Bridges in the th- in the third pick. Yeah. Is that expensive to move up and get that guy? I don't think LaMelo is in my opinion, but if they do, I support that trade.
2: Yeah. Does that make sense? It, yeah, no it does. And to Spencer's point, I mean, we've discussed for a while now like what what type of asset is Miles Bridges. Now, I'm in general just against moving up in the draft, perhaps especially this year, especially if it's only two spots. Uh-huh. But again, if you, to Spencer's point, if you decided that LaMelo's your guy, and the cost of doing business is miles bridges. Well, then you got the last drop you could out of that, that, that asset. You know what I mean? Um, I still think there's a chance miles can turn. I mean, he's frustrating right now as a player. I, th- I still think he can become uh, a, a good, a contributing and winning player, but you know, who knows if you're going to get there. Also, if you moved him, you know, it, it frees up some time on the wing, like, mcdaniels cody martin like all of a sudden those guys have more more of a role at the three or whatever so um you know there'd be some smaller auxiliary benefits but yeah i guess it doesn't seem like that's happening um it looks like also by the way it looks like it's going to be anthony edwards wow number one to the minnesota timberwolves that's according to shams and woach Yep. We had a comment
1: uh, in Periscope that it was mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards that was picked. Uh, that was one of the players that it feels like the Hornets were targeting, uh, hoping to fall mm-hmm. to three. This is where it's going to get interesting because as you were saying, Brian, I don't think it's going to affect uh, warrior's plans, but you know do they select ball do they need another guard because yeah. clay edward clay edwards uh clay thompson <laughs> is gone down i i would say no i would still think they would lean wiseman here at the number two overall pick but it's going to be interesting to see what charlotte does if wiseman and edwards are off the board 2020 has already reshaped how we work And it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be the most efficient which means every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world unlike other sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay for what you need you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts and now indeed's new way of matching Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Right now, go to Indeed.com BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Online. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
3: You know, I would bring up something if the Hornets indeed are not super pumped about uh, about Lamelo Ball, and he does fall to three, like you said, Richie. And Okong was there, and maybe you like him, but maybe you're also just floating him to see if you can get somebody to trade up for that too. Are, are we set up for a last-second Hornets trading down kind of situation? Uh, if indeed, yeah. from what some have yeah. heard, including me, that they don't like Lamello as much as some have been floated, mm-hmm. it, it, are the Hornets the ones that trade down? So it's something interesting to think about. We've
2: talked about those possibilities with the Knicks before, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, who have – Draft capital, they've got the number eight pick, and then what they traded for 23 earlier today, too. Uh, I believe you yeah, had 23, which they got from Utah. Detroit has 7 and 16 now at their disposal to, mm-hmm. to move as well. So those are two uh, possibilities, and, and two that I think we even highlighted a week or two ago as the two most likely candidates that would potentially want to move up to three if LaMelo uh, fell there. Um yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, Anthony Edwards, good for him, going number one. I, I think he's a he's a good prospect. Um, I think it's an interesting stylistic uh, pick for the Timberwolves, who I thought LaMelo sort of fit the brand that their front office was going to try to produce, but I understand perhaps wanting to make sure that D'Angelo Russell is happy as their primary guy, um, yeah. therefore getting the right. two. And – uh yeah, I mean, there's some really good young players on on the Timberwolves ro- roster right now. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, they build around these guys going forward.
3: Yeah, I think it was always, yeah, for Minnesota, it was just, it was always going to be tough right after you, you know, traded for D'Angelo Russell to bring in LaMelo Ball, who's going to need to play immediately and going to mm-hmm. need the basketball. It's just, it, it it's a tough not even a tough sell to your fan base. It's just a, it's a tough sell in that locker room. Like it's going to be hard to get all those guys on the same page from day one. So I get it from Minnesota's perspective. And I I think Edwards is the most talented uh, prospect in this draft. So we'll see how it plays out. Not been the richest place for prospects to develop in the past. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, they feel like they're in a pretty good place right now, so let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, and uh, and it's good to to your uh, like once again to your point, Spencer. Like Russell is there because Towns wanted him to be there, right? Correct. So yeah, right. uh, yeah I think so. He's got to play. He's got to have yeah, the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And, and a big part of what Minnesota is doing is trying to build around Towns and also make sure that he's he's happy in, in Minneapolis too. Right.
1: You almost wonder if, if Minnesota viewed Ball and Edwards as kind of like the top two prospects here. And uh, there was mm-hmm. never really Wiseman in the talks with Minnesota, it felt like. Uh, and maybe nah. they just went Edwards over Ball because Edwards does fit uh, in terms of positionally and uh, not trying to take the ball out of uh, D'Angelo Russell's hands. Let me get to the uh, trivia question real quick, so just so I can get it out there to the uh, 30 people that are currently on this Periscope call. Um, so mm-hmm. the trivia is this. Uh, Since the inception of the Charlotte Hornets organization, they have selected 10 times within the top five of the NBA draft. From those selections, the only school uh, of a prospect to appear multiple times, to appear twice, has been UNC. So Charlotte has had two, (laughs) two top five prospects come from UNC. Name those two players. Okay. So that is the trivia question. And the... Reward again, Brian, is two players of their choosing. Three. The,
2: oh, three players. Three, of their yeah, three players. Since the the Hornets are picking third, uh, winner of this winner of this trivia uh, prize gets, uh, I will send them the the information for three synergy players. You can get either get guys that are entering the league now, um, old prospects, or if you're looking ahead for 2021 guys. Um, yeah, th- these can be used at at any point on on those prospects.
3: We have a, an analytical heavy following, so that's a, that's a really nice prize. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, yeah, it looks
1: like Wiseman is going to Golden State here. So, okay. just yep. from people in the chat, I'm not I'm not following Twitter right now. I'm just trying to keep the uh, the rumors and yeah. the uh, according to Shams, Golden so. State
2: is selecting James Wiseman with the number two pick just the got it Yeah, and, and yeah. like I said,
1: I, I didn't think they would change their plan to the last second just because you know, Clay Thompson right. went down. So,
2: so number three, so here we go. Yeah, LaMelo, Akongwoo, or um, trade back, those seem like the uh, the, the options yeah. here. Um, yep.
1: and one thing I've always said is is just because we take LaMelo ball, here we go. At number three. hold
2: on, just to sorry to interrupt, but yeah, uh, Charlotte will select LaMelo ball or with ball. the number three overall pick. In the NBA ah. draft Now
1: I I could be totally wrong
2: here, but just because they are
1: selecting Lamella Ball doesn't mean they're going to be holding on to him. And We had this conversation. That, that true. That is true. Prior, mm-hmm. if, if we really wanted a Kongwu and we wanted him at number three and we drafted him at number three, Spencer, it would make sense that he would be the guy and we wouldn't trade. But if we feel that a Kongu can be there at number eight, like Brian had suggested, you know, may, maybe we wait to see if a Kongu falls back to number eight and then make the trade with New York. So it's almost like you want to hold on to this guy because he does have the highest trade value of anybody Mm -hmm. available right now at three so
3: all the correct all that's in play um there could be in fact i guarantee there have been conversations you know about well let's just see when you get to this pick who's still there and then and then we can talk turkey then if we need to but um i I do probably get the sense that charlotte's gonna you know the mellow is their guy okay that stuff was out there um you know for a while now certainly this week um, at the last second we had the, the the trade up smoke uh that didn't didn't end up being true but I, look i'm I'm not surprised to see LaMelo going to charlotte um as we've talked about to the point of exhaustion they need a guy to elevate this franchise from uh just really a you know what you see out there in the public in the nBA public standpoint i mean charlotte's gonna have nationally televised games next season because of this. They're going to sell more jerseys because of this. Um, did they get the most talented player in this draft? We'll I see. Think so. uh, not I not think in so. my opinion, but um, I, I'm not surprised to see this be the pick. And I'll, I'll end on this. I'm pulling for Lamelo. Okay, look, I know I've been hard on him. Uh, I want this kid to succeed uh, to the – to the greatest extent, okay, because, you know, I love this franchise and I want to see it be successful. So we'll see what happens, but certainly not surprised to see this be the pick here.
1: And we had this conversation, Brian, with Kyle Mann on the last podcast. If you guys haven't checked that out, we had a a good conversation about Lamella Ball, and he actually had a a recent video that he put out for the Ringer. But, you know, a 6'7 point guard, 6'6 point guard that can pass the ball, has the high IQ uh, of LaMelo is hard to come by. Uh, it's, it's clearly a strength of his that's going to be carried over to the NBA. Uh, the one concern or worry that I have for him, just, I mean, there's there's a couple, but the one that I have uh, outside of his, like, shot selection is the fact that he's coming into a roster with Devontae Graham. And yeah. I just don't know how well the pairing is going to be and do you move Devontae to the bench? Do you play them together? I mean, how well can LaMelo play off the ball? I, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't see him as an off-ball player quite yet.
2: Well, we'll find out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In real time. Yeah. But, you know, they're not just drafting just for next season, right? Right, um, right. And now, as we've talked about on this podcast for a while now, it's been it's been easy to look at Devontae um, as like a, having like sort of like at least a five-year window because you factor in the last year of his rookie deal. Plus the four-year extension, um, but you're drafting. I, like, I think Ball is the, the most talented prospect in this draft with the um, with the highest ceiling. If you wanted to make a case for Anthony Edwards in that capacity, I hear you. Uh, I have plenty of concerns with Lamelo. I'm not entirely sure. You know, he's an A one primary creator, uh, high usage, not super efficient at the at the moment. Um, some defensive concerns on the basketball, even though um I like his size and because he is a smart basketball mind, I think he could be a pretty good team defender. But um this potentially checks a lot of boxes for Charlotte and I think um it's it's a it's a pretty good outcome for to for them to to end up with LaMelo at three um without having to like you know, move up to get this guy. Uh, I really do think Ball could be a guy that you build an offense around. Um, you know, not a guarantee on that, but I, um, yeah, I think he's a very promising player and, and a good piece for Charlotte going forward.
1: Hey Brian, we do have a winner here. So D Woody one five one in trivia. Uh, he said, "All right, Raymond Felton and J R Reed." J R Reed was taken fifth overall, as well as Felton one in nineteen eighty nine,
3: and then obviously Felton in two thousand and five. So. We should be- mention, too, real quickly, Richie, so we get a player that will have a similar usage rate to Russell Westbrook, but we don't have to pay, pay that player Uh-oh. $130 million <laughs> over the next three years. So yeah. that's,
1: uh, yeah. that's some
3: really good news there. Yes, yes.
1: I do, I do think one thing, though, and you have to uh, give credit to the fact that this kid has been playing professional Basketball for what seems like you know I don't know how many years now, but it's been a while, and I don't three think years. that three years,
2: <laughs> yeah, like I
1: don't think that can go understated. Two different it. continents, three yeah. different
3: continents. Excuse me. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I, I do think there's some benefit in him having played against grown men before. So I don't th- I don't think you can understate that enough.
3: Yeah, no, I I agree. I I agree. I mean, I, I, it's probably it's probably a good thing that he's played, you know, in the NBL in Australia. And I don't know anything about the Lithuanian league. It's, it's probably not uh, as strong as that Australian league, but yes, he, he's seen that level of basketball. He's seen that level of physicality. Um, You know, he understands to a level, what what it's like to go into a locker room full of grown men and and fit in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from what we heard out of Australia that, you know, his teammates, they had nothing but – it seems like good things to say about him. So I agree that it's a a positive You know, mm-hmm. thing with Amelo for me the whole time. It's just – it's been he, – he's – a. I said this with you and Hayes earlier today, BG, on Sports Channel 8 radio show. He's, he's just like a uh, – he's a social experiment a little bit to me because of all the different situations he's been in. And I just wonder if this kid who's been in Lithuania playing – came back to the United States to play a senior year of high school, went to Australia to play professionally. I just wonder how he's going to fit in, in in an NBA locker room. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll see, but yeah, I, I think you can take positive things from it, Richie. Certainly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, and I, look, I think it helps to have, uh, you know, he's different from Lonzo and Leangelo, but you got two brothers that have played professional basketball. Like I think that's, that probably helps some of the learning curve too. But mostly it's like, I mean, just speaking strictly from an encore aspect, Charlotte needed a primary creator. At some point they had to get it. Who knows? We don't. Right now, obviously we don't know if Lomelo is going to work out of that, but he was the best chance, I think, at getting that in this draft. Um, I really like Killian Hayes a lot. I thought you could have made a case for him. Uh, in that conversation as well, I had those guys sort of 1A, 1B with uh, LaMelo a slight edge for a long time now. But this just gives you a guy that you can, I think, at some point build a top-10 offense around. I think he's going to pair really well with P.J. Washington, pick and roll, pick and pop. I think that's going to immediately work. Um, and can get online and just be easy offense right out of that. Um I get that there are some diminishing returns and ball handling issues potentially with Devontae and LaMelo, but mm-hmm. also important to remember that Devontae, I mean, he turns 26 this season. He was also pretty overtaxed um, last year as really the one guy that could go get a bucket on Charlotte's roster. And maybe you see uh, Malik Monk having some of that potential. Occasionally, He <laughs> Monk, Monk can be a pretty electric uh, off-the-dribble uh, scorer. But uh, yeah, I think like Lamelo can fit with a bunch of different guards, including Devonte. Just having two guys that can pass like that um, and run pick and roll, I think is good for an offense that was starved for additional playmakers.
1: How is uh, Jordan gonna feel when he comes in wearing Puma sneakers? I feel like everyone is either wearing Nikes <laughs> or or Jordans on this team.
2: So, yeah, it'll be that'll be interesting. Uh, that'll that'll be interesting. Apparently, uh, Mark Stein tweeted out a little bit ago that MJ's a big fan of uh, Lamelo. So, um, yeah, I think I think that was something that was an aspect that people watching from the sidelines were sort of curious to know how um, you know MJ would. Would, would, yeah. would welcome uh, the big baller brand uh, to Charlotte and yeah, it seems like he was maybe one of the leading voices in the room that uh, that sort of pushed for this um, you know, for yeah. this result here
3: yeah so I would add w- with LaMelo pick too I think you know the Hornets certainly are closer to a, a true identity you know, something else we've talked about a lot. This team's going to play really, really, really fast. <laughs> yeah, I think if Lobello Ball is on your team, that, that you don't have a choice. That that's they, the way things are going to work. So they
2: were last in the league in pace this season, too. correct? Right, which, which is
3: a little surprising because at times oh, I thought they actually did try wow. to speed it up.
2: By the way, uh, Chicago going to go with Patrick Williams at number four. Charlotte got so it. a lot of buzz Charlotte about a lot of buzz Woo! about that.
3: Um, yeah, so I you know I think that if if you're Charlotte, it, this is. Um, if you're a fan, you at least know, okay. This is what we're going to be as a team. Um, I think there's a lot to figure out defensively. Certainly, we can get in more to that in future podcasts. But um, this team is going to play fast. They're going to play in transition. Uh, they're going to play read react. You know, my biggest biggest question with Melo offensively is, you know, when, when teams force this, you know, the Charlotte team into the half court, is it going to be all Melo? How's the ball being shared? Are the offensive sets similar to what we've seen under Borrego? It seems like that would be tough with a guy like LaMelo Ball. How does Devontae Graham, you know, fit into all this? I mean, these are all questions I have. But the one thing you know is this team is going to play a very up-tempo style.
1: He, he's probably, I mean, he definitely is the best hit-ahead passer in this draft. He's the best live ball yes. passer in this draft. He's, he's just the best passer, I feel like, in this draft. And yes, Brian, to your point, the Hornets were last in pace. But I think part of that has to do with defense. you got to get stops to kind of push the pace. But having a guy like Lamella Ball, even if you don't get stops, maybe taking the ball out of the basket, you can even push the pace even more, even if you don't get those stops all the time. Uh, I will defer to you guys on this question right here before we kind of wrap up our segment. Which big in the second round do you guys prefer? I'm assuming because we didn't get Wiseman, because we didn't get a Kongwu, there's probably going to be a big that's taken with that 30-second overall pick. Uh, If Xavier Tillman is there, that's kind of the guy that I lean. Uh, But Spencer, Brian, any other names or... Xavier Tillman himself. What do you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tillman would be at the top of the list for me. Um, I mean, I know he's not like a towering uh, defensive five, but great center, great team defender. Um, You know, maybe doesn't have um, some of the obvious rim protection that you wanted, but does some really good things, guarding ball screens out of the pick and roll strong as hell. Good rebounder. And, an excellent passer. Like, you know, if you could pair him with Lamelo and PJ, uh, you'd have some really fun sets to go into offensively or just easy stuff to get out of drags ball, drag ball screens or pick and roll and pick and pop. Um, I like, would like Killian and Tilly a lot out of Gonzaga. Um, uh-huh, again, yeah. a stretch five um, that can really pick and pop that can pass that can handle. I love uh, uh, Killian Tilly, and uh, if outside of that, like Jalen Smith, Paul Reed would be would be great picks too. If they, um, if if those guys fall to thirty-two,
3: yeah. Brian mentioned the two that, that I'm really interested in, uh, Killian Tilly and Paul Reed. Uh, I mean, I have Paul Reed in my top fourteen. I have him as a lottery prospect. Um, he's certainly not going to go there, but I think that they're they're very different players. You know, Paul Reed is maybe the best not best most versatile defensive player in this entire draft but he's got a lot of work to do on the Mm -hmm. offensive end we don't know if he can shoot yet Uh, he's got a very raw back to the basket post game um, you know Putting it on the floor, making plays for teammates. We'll see that that needs a lot of work. But defensively, he's going to be an impact player right away if he can get a role, uh, you know, in the rotation. And then, you know, Killian Tilly, he, he's kind of the opposite on the offensive end. He might be the most polished big in the entire draft, and uh, you you know exactly where you can plug him in if he can stay healthy. Killian and Tilly might end up being one of the best ten players of this draft. So, yeah, um, those are the two I've circled. I think certainly one of them makes it to Charlotte. I think there's a good chance both of them do. So, but at the same time, I would say the Hornets can. I thought about this earlier today. I, I think there's still a good chance they target a center in free agency, and they can always bring back a business back beyond both for the minimum. So it's not a guarantee they take a big at thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I think I still think they could take a swing for a a three and D type of wing, like, as you know, Isaiah Joe or Elijah Hughes or a few names that I'm kind of looking at. So it's yeah. not a sure thing they're taking a big at 32. Uh,
2: yeah, good point. Um, and, like, there's some centers that could be available at 56, you know, if, if it comes to right. that as well. Um, you know, Virginia, Mamadi Diakiti out of Virginia is one name that comes to the, the top of the list. But you never know if Vernon Carey Jr. or Isaiah Stewart right. fell down there. Um, but yeah, they should still go best player available at 32, and I think there are some rotation pieces that are definitely going to be available. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can look out at any one of the crowd of, you know, Xavier Tillman, Isaiah Joe, Killian Tilly, and say guarantee these guys are going in the first round. I think all of them have sort of like late first round grades. You could say this about. You know Devon Dotson or 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 Trey Jones too, but like some of those guys just have to be there. They they just have to by by virtue of the numbers. Um, So the Hornets are gonna have a chance to draft a good player at thirty two, and yeah, it's they're off to a good start tonight. They're they're off. They've had they had a really strong draft in two thousand nineteen, getting Lamelo at three without having to part with any assets. Like they still Miles Bridges is still on this roster, Um, right. And now they can go in and get, get I think, get another rotation piece on a great cheapo contract at 32. That's, um yeah, they're off and running tonight.
1: All right, guys, we're going to hop off this periscope. Uh, as the little stat says here, the Hornets have never actually had the 32nd overall picks. Just a random <laughs> factoid there. So uh, if they, Ooh. yeah.
2: Richie one last thing to your point you were you you brought up a good point when we were talking about Charlotte's pace uh, a little bit ago after a defensive rebound this season Charlotte was 18th in the NBA in, in pace so a big part of why they were playing slower was because they were obviously having trouble getting stops and, and yeah. take, having to take right. the ball out of the net right. so to your point you were you were right about that earlier they were middle of the pack in terms of average possession length after a defensive rebound
1: All right, let's go ahead and hear from Mitz Kupchak and his reaction as they had LaMelo Ball fall to the Charlotte Hornets at number three.
4: Uh, quite frankly, you know, there were more than three players we considered with the third pick. Um, having said that, going into the draft this evening, we did not know who would go first, second, or third. Um, we're happy, very happy, you know, that LaMelo Ball was there when we drafted number three. Um He's a, a very young, uh, talented player who plays the kind of pace that, that we like to play. Um, he has a flair to his game that, you know, maybe has some entertainment to it, more so than some other players. You know, having said that, um, that's not why we drafted him. Um, we drafted him because of his size, his length, you know, the way he can handle the ball, the way he pushes the ball. Obviously, at 19 years old, we feel there's a lot of upside there. So, so we're very excited. Um, now, you know, he is 19, and he's going to come onto a team where uh, there are, you know, players who have NBA experience, and we're hopeful, you know, that he works hard and, you know, earns, you know, any minutes that he gets this year. Um, and if he does that, and if he loves the game as much as we think he loves the game, We feel he has a chance to be a heck of a player in this league for a long time. In
1: this last clip, you will hear from Coach James Borrego. I asked him a question about LaMelo and some of the concerns with him playing without the ball in his hands and his fit next to Devontae Graham and how those two would pair together. And here was his response.
5: I like the fit. I mean, they're two playmakers. I like him with Terry as well. I mean, we're going to play all three together. I I don't know how much, um, but... Those three will play together. And just like we used Devontae off the ball some last year, we used Terry off the ball. Um, this is going to be a very positionless uh, style of play as we head into next season. Uh, we're working on it now. I expect him to cut on the weak side. He's going to come off pin downs, handoffs. He's not going to just be standing in a corner waiting for uh, someone to pass him the ball. You know, our style of play, you know, a lot last year. And, and as we head into next year, is very positionless. So. Um, I like him off the ball. He's going to receive pin downs, DHOs. He's going to be cutting on the weak side. He's going to be a screener sometimes. He's going to handle sometimes. Um, But it's going to be a very positionless style. And, um, you know, I expect those three guys to play well together. You want playmakers on the floor. In today's game, the elite teams, the best teams, have multiple playmakers on the floor, multiple ball handlers, multiple shooters. Um, We have just added some depth to our playmaking shot making shot creation and to me that's where the league is
1: at. All right, thanks again for tuning in to another Buzz Beat. Hope you guys enjoyed our reaction to LaMelo Ball being drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and then you also got some insight from GM Mitch Kupchak as well as head coach James Brego. We will see you guys next time.